The Red Dirt D&D Podcast is brought to you by Pro Laser Cuts. The Oklahoma company provides pre-made and customizable design laser cut dice towers, tokens, and more developed by a gamer for gamers and now available to enhance your tabletop game. Pro Laser Cuts products can be found at many Oklahoma City area game stores, local events, and now available online at ProLaserCuts.com. That's laser and cuts with a Z, Pro Laser Cuts. Welcome to Red Dirt D&D. I'm Michael Cross, and I play Gideon Block, a paladin of Daga, bringing her justice to the wilds of Ritoya. I'm Connor Chanel, and I play Connor with a K, the kobold sorcerer who's finally out of the bag. I'm Johnny Payne, and I play Zonimus Dinar, a roguish warlock, controlling his fate with chaos. I'm Kiri Hester, and I play Poppy Tealeaf, a high-born halfling druid who has forsaken her family for the call of the frontier. I'm Brooke Bullock, and I play Mokrin Stoneshaper, a young dwarf sorcerer wielding his arcane gifts to delve into the mysteries of the wilderness. And I'm Ash King, your dungeon master. Join us now for Tales from the Callban Frontier. After a day of rest and several days of travel, the object of your search has just come into view. The Mesa that Wiley has been using as a hideout looms tall and impressive ahead of you. The afternoon sun slowly beginning to descend as Dreaming Fox stops you in a area of more scrub cover so that you can kind of hunker down out of sight and watch and see if perhaps a caravan is on its way. The elven scout takes point, hunkering down and turning his superior vision and hearing towards the mesa. It's strange. The elves, for as wild and as active as they can be, they know when to be still and when to be quiet and it's almost as if Dreaming Fox turns into a statue where he rests, watching and waiting. Poppy. Yeah. Maybe if you could turn into uh, maybe a smaller bird and look out as well. Maybe you could see, what time of day is it? It's coming up on sunset. Yeah, it's it's kind of that dusk, kind of that magic hour. I was thinking about that, about just kind of doing a couple of big loops, seeing what I can see. I imagine if there's any caravans coming, they would be coming from the east or maybe the southeast, kind of from that angle. So I was going to kind of go out that way and just kind of see if I can't see any little ants marching on this way. That's a good plan. That way we can keep an eye out just in case. What do you guys think? If we don't see anything by morning, we head out? What do you mean head out? Back into the mason. So we either wait for a caravan to ambush and go in that way, or we just no caravan shows? Gideon, if we can find a caravan, Gideon would like to take their clothes. Right. I don't want to go into that main entrance regardless. Mm -hmm. But if we do find a caravan, we could maybe take their clothes, maybe see if we could get some information from them. But we still enter through the night. But if there's no caravan coming tonight, or do you want to wait a full day just in case? I want to go in as close to dark as possible. So let's wait tonight. No matter what happens, let's go tomorrow night. Exactly. If, If a caravan comes tonight, we take it and seize the opportunity. Tomorrow during the day... We rest, 
if a caravan comes by, do we let it pass or we try to take it in daylight? I think we play it by ear at that point. Okay. But I think we should take, if a caravan comes, we should try to take it, depending we, on how hard. We also want to make sure if it's 50, 60 people strong, we're certainly not. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to do nothing foolish now. And right. We can see the Mesa from here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Dreaming Fox has gotten you guys into a real good spot to just keep an eye on it. There's kind of like a, this caravan will be coming on like a little makeshift road kind of thing, right? Yeah. That's what I imagine. And we're probably over here hiding, right? Yeah. Sodomus is kind of looking around and realizing that he's been here before. He's, he's seen the Mesa from this vantage point, but it was from the other side of the road. So he looks at Gideon and says, I'm with you. I'm here. All right. We see the caravan. We strike. And he disappears into the darkness and goes over to the other side of the road, off of it a little bit, okay. drops down to his knees, looks back at the group, looks over at the mesa, and is very recognizing this vantage point of the mesa. And he lays down, face first, and is just still, like he's laying there for dead, hoping someone comes and gets him. Okay. He's been here before in the same position. First off, question for the DM. How long would it take Connor to get to the so mesa? So in order to maintain a safe distance, you are still a ways away from the Mesa. It would probably take, I'd say, a good hour at least of I mean, I could more travel to get drop to them off. Connor, do you want to scout out this location? You can turn it visible. Yeah, I can go and see and try and be back before too long. Don't put yourself in any danger. Run from anything. Of course. I know you do. That's that's why I've picked you. I think you could be the stealthiest of all of us. You could maybe even see if you can find this entrance. Yeah. Uh, But don't take any risks. All right. Be be invisible, be sneaky, and get back to us, because I think we'll have another long rest before we actually sneak in. All right. Uh, I could go with him. Dwarves are natural sprinters. I know you are, but we're going to keep you here just in case we have this caravan. I want you by my side. Oh, that's a good idea. I have a plan. (laughs) Connor. Before you go, i got to put a little hand on you. Trust me. And what kind of animal do you want to be? Um, I can make you a fast animal, like a rabbit or a wolf or a coyote. Try to be, you know, blend in. Uh, I think coyotes are pretty prominent around here. Do you want to be a coyote? Sure. You can be a coyote for one hour. That'll get you two there, and then you'll have to be invisible when you're around there. That's That's fine. And then you're going to have to just run back on your own. (laughs) Well, get him there faster. Get him there faster. (laughs) We'll get him there faster. So there you go. That's uh, Hopefully we don't need that fourth level spell later. (laughs) Right. We have a a, plan. Yeah, that's cool. So the target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. And we used jackal stats for Coyote last time. So it'll get you there fast, and it is like an okay perception so that you won't get super caught, but then you're on your own. But your speed is like 40, I think, instead of 30. Okay. Just a smidge faster. But I also haven't gotten to use that spell yet, so. Yeah. All righty. So you transform Connor into a little coyote. So Slightly that- brass-colored. Just a little bit more yellow. A little bit, of, little bit of a sheen to the fur <laughs> yeah. that you see in the dying, in the dying afternoon light. Bright brass-colored eyes. As you are kind of trotting down the road as this coyote, you do start to see coming from the southeast is a cart. Okay. A couple guys on horses, pretty decent covered wagon. You know, it's obvious they mean business. Um, 
pulled by, you know, a couple of sturdy oxen as they are headed up the road approaching the mesa. So I said that I was flying in a kind of south, southeast, east direction. Mm -hmm. So presumably I would see them as well. Mm -hmm. Probably see them before any of us. Probably. Can, and yeah, so you see the dust being kind of kicked up off I the road. I can see Connor. What kind of burb are I'm you? I'm my red-tailed hawk. Red-tailed hawk. Yeah, I would say that you could probably see, you look to confirm and you find, you know, the little brass coyote that brass is Connor. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to fly down and flap a wing in the general mesa direction, hopefully conveying the <laughs> message. If you want to keep going, you can. I will take the message back. Or you could come back. I don't know. <laughs> and then I will go back to camp. <laughs> okay. And be like, hey. There's a cart, a couple of guys, a couple of oxes. It's a covered wagon, so it could be a Trojan horse kind of a situation. I don't know if you guys read that book, but there could be more guys inside. But it exists. You said you wanted it. That's the, what we're looking for. It's a couple miles southeast of the Mesa. Two so. men in a covered wagon. That's what I could see. Uh, there could, like I said, there could be more men on the inside. Well, I would say, so you saw there were a couple guys on horseback kind of acting as guards, and, and then, then there was, the wagon, like, a driver so least, and then, like, a shotgun guy with him. At, so least, at least four, four guys. And they were just one head, two arms, two legs shaped. And is Zonimus lying in the middle of their way? <laughs> no, Zonimus is off to the side. They're like they, they, He's not they, lying in if, the road. He's not that sad. They look, yeah, the, no, this, is, this is where I was found. You guys remember this, the uh -huh. story I told yeah, yeah. you. I, where, where Zonimus was found. But it, I feel like <clears throat> this you are trying to be found by them as in... If they see me, they see me. If not, no. Okay. And we'll have somebody on the other side of the road mm -hmm. for the ambush. Exactly. Well, we wait until they get a little closer. Does Connor come back or does Connor keep going toward the Mesa? So I'm going to like pull off to the side of the road out of ways. Any other thing I can try and see about this cart that maybe I would think that, oh, they've got this or they, they don't got this. I need to go back. Give me a perception check. Is that my perception or is that the coyote's perception? It would be the coyote's perception. According to the spells, the polymorph okay. into a coyote. And I think they have, so, a, don't they have an advantage on perception? So your perception, you have a plus three to perception. Okay. Is that any bonuses for sight? Any no, just hearing and smell. Okay. okay. Well, can he use smell to detect on how many people are there? Mm. Yeah, not a lot. So right. you get advantage. Okay, so I'm going to use my coyote senses to try and perceive anything like extra dangerous about this cart or anything like that. That's a 21. So the 21, you do get the distinct scents of four people, as well as the scent of the animal. So the horses, the two horses and the two oxen that are pulling this cart, definitely that scent of gun oil. So they, they're armed, they have weapons. That's kind of what you get from that. Okay, so I say for them, there's four people I left back at the camp. And so um, I think I will continue on to fulfill my mission. Okay. Of scouting. By guessing how far away the Mesa is, I want to, I know it's kind of a, just a guessing game, but if I were to use gunfire, mm -hmm. do I feel like that would arouse suspicion at the Mesa or do I feel like it's far enough away to where the sound of gunfire would not be heard? No, I would say you get the sense that with what you have been told about how with the distance from where you are to where the mesa is mm -hmm. and with what you've been told as far as the elves have the elves have seen people come and go but they haven't necessarily seen people around you get the sense that more whatever they're doing in that mesa they're doing inside of the mesa 
So even if, yeah, if you were to fire off your gun from the distance and probably from the sheer amount of rock that's between you and ears that might hear you, if on the off chance they did hear it, it would be so severely muffled that they probably wouldn't be sure what they heard anyways. That's all I needed to know. Okay, so I'm going to take a defensive position behind a bush and, and over by Dreaming Fox and get ready to... I kneel down beside Gideon. I got an idea. I think I can do this. All right. You know that dimension door thing? Yeah. I think I can get us right inside the wagon. Let's do it. All right. We don't know what's in there, though. We're not <laughs> going to appear inside of a box or anything. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of a guess of how high they got it stacked up. If we pop in, like, maybe a foot below the ceiling, then we might just kind of drop for a moment. But they're probably not in boxes. Now, if they got it stacked all the way to the ceiling, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. Put us right next to the, them. We can do we that, too. Let's just put it right next to them. Okay. Then we're ready to attack. I can do it. Yeah. All right. And I have uh, also, just for flavor, I have gotten rid of my rapier and the longsword, and I just have the scimitar, the hunting rifle, and my revolver. Your pistol. Okie dokie. You all wait, and you watch as the caravan makes its way along the road. Dolores, come in. There's a couple of guys, there's at least four guys. We're gonna try to get their calls, because you know Gideon has a thing for these guys' calls. So, you can have to stay where you are, um, and then just kind of like, oh no, you didn't know, there was a guy over here. That would be cool. That was way more than the word limit, but it's fine. Over now. And I put a big one back in. <laughs> I'm gonna look over, just I'm just gonna like, you know, I'm looking towards the mace, I'm gonna lift my head over and look back towards where I left them. Mm-hmm. You guys look like you're trying to hide? Oh, yeah, we, we are. Definitely you're not just standing there in the road with guns. Give me okay. stealth right. checks. Then, oh, here we go, uh, hey, since girl. we are doing this, pass without trace. Yes. So if you're within 30 feet of me, you get an extra 10. Yeah. And are you trying to hide, Zanos, or just play dead? When I hear hooves, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to like it wounded so arm, crawl on my hands and knees, but only using one hand. Okay. <laughs> Put up a big show like you did. Keeping my face hidden from them, though. Okay. I'm going to make them all look at me if I okay. can. I mean, try no. brother. We're going we're gonna to talk about chaos. Remember, I'm the one going hey over here, and they're all hiding. So what did we all get? 28. 28? Modified 24. Modified 24? 18. 18? And if anyone was curious, uh, Dreaming Fox got a 26 Yay. on his stealth. So you are all well hidden on the side of the road. Wait, I am mounted on Wildfire. Do I need to go for Wildfire? Yes. He is 17. 17, okay. You're all well hidden on the side of the road. The caravan making its way. One of the riders does see on the side of the road. <coughs> Actually, give me a performance check. Zonimus, let's see how how well you convince them that you are harmless and injured. Sure, I'll press to digitate a foul odor of infected wound. Ten. So it's not the world's most convincing performance because mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not really bloody, and these are caravan guards, right? So they've seen a lot. So that does actually put them on alert. So I'm actually going to give them perception checks. So there's one guy who got a three. 
<laughs> so, yes, he is more focused on Zonimus. One guy got a 15. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. That's a 10. That is a 14. Yes. Okay. So, even though Zonimus' performance is not that convincing, they still do pay more attention to him than to, and they don't notice the party off to the side. You do see like that guard that had kind of stopped immediately, just like pulls out a pistol and just aims mm-hmm. and is like, ain't nothing here for you, stranger. Move on. I'm gonna hold my hand up, my good hand, cause I'm still acting like I'm nursing one. And I'm gonna slowly pull that hand back inside my jacket. And I'm gonna slowly pull out my flask and hold it up to him. Kind of rattle it, there's some liquid in it. Yeah, he just looks kind of like, just confused at like what you're trying to say to him. Well, I'll put it back up. I'll stand up. Perfect condition, perfect health. Using my arm I've been nursing, brush myself off. Move along, you say? Yeah, ain't nothing here for you. All right, I guess I'll just head on that way and turn and start walking towards the mesa. Yeah, the guy still looks like very confused and like looks at his confused. I say, I guess I'll head on away <laughs> with your backs turned to the other side of the road. <laughs> Before I go, do you want to see a card trick? Can I pull out my cards? <laughs> Oh, that's the signal. Was that a signal? Yeah, anything should be a signal. What's on this good? What's on this good? I don't know. Those guys got their back to us. Seem to be blocking the way. All right, Zani. Twelve. Twelve. Nineteen. Nineteen. Modified twenty-three for Macron. Twenty-three for Macron. Nine. All right, and then my guys are gonna go on. On what? Ten. Caravan guards, and then Dreaming Fox. We'll just slot him into spot six, just in case you need him. So, you guys will get a surprise round because they did not spot you. Well, everybody but Zonimus gets a surprise round. I will say, I do have to be careful. I'm still saying you're holding cards. I am concentrating on (laughs) his polymorph. Oh no! no oh no! Pass without trace! Oh no! Oh no! So yeah, all of a sudden, like around the mesa, there's this little, and there's a kobold. So I poof back Sorry, into being back. my actual self with no warning, cast <laughs> invisibility on myself. <laughs> Oh, I hate it when I'm trying to investigate a secret hideout and the polymorph spell I'm using disappears. That's never good. But you know what is good? Supporting Red Dirt D&D through our Patreon page. In fact, we have a brand new patron. Thank you so much to Brian Hughes, who joined us on August 26th. We are so thrilled to have you here with us. You can join Brian right now by heading over to patreon.com slash reddirtdnd. You get early access to the show and you can join us on our Discord server where we talk about Dungeons and Dragons. We look at fan art, share memes, all the kind of stuff about Dungeons and Dragons. We have wonderful fans there like David Adams, Carla Stevenson, and Sheila Griffin. We're now only three patrons away from a drawing for the new special dice tower from our friends at Pro Laser Cuts. 
and want more Red Dirt D&D, you can also join us on Twitch, where we have special shows like Plausible Deniability with Johnny and Brooke, and A&M Talk D&D with me and Ash, as we're working right now through Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Find us at twitch.tv slash reddirtdnd and find our YouTube page where we have past episodes. Finally, make sure and follow us on Twitter and Facebook, as well as leaving a comment about the show wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others find us and become fans just like you. Right now, let's get back to our heroes as they deal with this group on the road heading to the mysterious Mesa. The caravan has been stopped in the middle of the road by Zonimus, giving us a um, interesting performance and it did act as a distraction. So Makrin, you have a surprise round. What would you like to do? Woohoo! So could I maybe take just a tiny retcon moment and say that as we see them coming, I might have stoned a Gius to myself up? I'll allow it. Thank you, great and benevolent DM. So he, he did that. And now in the surprise round, he connects with Gideon and casts Dimension Door, dropping us right behind the two guys in the car. Okay. You hear some surprised shouts of these two guards as they like look back up at you or like, oh, there's more of them. So is that all for Makran? And that is his action, yes. All right. Gideon. So we're in, we're in melee. Yeah. You're yes. in melee. Oh, okay. Uh, then I have my scimitar and my shield out, and I will uh, attack. Let's go with the guy who's got who's riding shotgun, right? Okay. So we're on the we're on the cart. Yes. Macron. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do I get advantage because they? Yes, they are surprised. Yes. Twenty-eight to hit. Twenty-eight will hit. Eleven points of damage. Ooh. Second attack. Seventeen to hit. Seventeen will hit exactly for 10 points of damage. That is it for me. All right. So, Zanus, since you were not technically hiding, you are not part of the surprise round. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. It's fine. But you can take reactions now. The caravan guards, having gotten a 10 on their initiative, but being completely surprised by the party, are not part of the surprise round, but now they can take reactions. Poppy. How far away am I? I would say that Dreaming Fogs had you guys I would say 30 feet off the side of the road. Great. So I'm going to use my action in the surprise round because I don't always get a free action where I'm not going to get killed. I'm going to turn into a bear. Okay. A brown bear this time because I can turn into the big boy bear now. Yes, you can. So I will turn into a bear and I will run towards them and roar. Okay. Dreaming Fox will pop out from where he is hiding. He does have a longbow, so he will make two shots at the uh, guard that Gideon just hit. So, 21. Nine more points of damage. He will shoot again. 23 for an additional four points of piercing. And that will roll us back around to Makran. Alrighty. With his war hammer, the one right in front of me. Okay. Boom. The driver? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the one that I hit. Uh, the one that you hit. That's okay. same one. The shotgun. Yep, yep, yep. Same one. So 18 to hit. We'll hit. And okay. 10 points of damage. 
He is looking really bad. Is that all for you, Macron? That's it. Okay, Gideon. Okay, I don't want them to act, so I'm going to rebuke the lawless using my channel divinity, and I'm guessing everyone is within 30 feet of us now. And I'll need to make a con save, DC 14. Six, 11, five, seven. <laughs> Nobody succeeded. Yeah. So they are all stunned uh, until either somebody shakes them out of their stupor or they take damage. Right. So, Zonimus, uh, have fun. But we need to leave one of them. My turn? Your turn, yeah. All right. my friend. I suggest the driver. So, which one's closest to you? So I've got, I just attacked the driver. So yeah, the, he's, the got the, he's got the he's got the the guy riding shotgun okay. and the driver, and you have Makrin and Gideon right behind those two guys. Okay. Then there's so one for the one riding on. shotgun, I will because the last thing I said was pick a card, mm -hmm. any card. I'm not going to say all right, I'll pick it. You do have advantage because he's stunned. Yep. So 19 plus. We'll hit. There you go. And I'm going to be throwing the card of the blade. Ooh. And at the start of this next turn, it takes additional damage equal to half of the sneak attack that I roll right now. Okay. Which is going to be. We'll see if he even survives this. I was going to say, I don't know if he looks right. pretty bad. Yeah. So right now it's, eight, it's taking eight points of damage. And it is about to take another 14. You like nick the jugular. Oh, <laughs> oh no! With this card flick, and yeah, he's just. All right. Uh, I'm going to dash back to range and pop my hand out, and my turn's over. Okay. Well, it would technically be the guards' turns, but they are all stunned and will remain and so dead. until later. Poppy. You are a bear. I am a bear. So the horses and the oxen are somewhat uh, not very jittery. <laughs> yes. And if the horses are panicking because of the bear, oh, would they run away? That's what I feel. Without like. somebody to like pull them. Yeah, like I feel like they would basically buck the two guys off. <laughs> Which would be very funny. And I'm actually going to give them both damage. I win yeah. just by being a bear. So I will say this does kind of knock them out of the stun. Okay. One takes six points of fall damage, the other takes three points of fall damage. Good. Because um, I just did a d6 for both of them, because it's just a small little fall. But yeah, but you have two guys who are basically prone right now. Yep. I'm going to pick one. I don't care which one. The one I was threatening is Artemis, because he's my friend. All right. And I'm going to multi-attack here. So okay. our bite will be a 22 to hit. Will hit. I know it's advantage, right? Oh. I crit on the claws. And usually we have advantage. Yeah, because oh, he's prone. prone. So we'll roll one more time on that bite to see if I crit. I don't. I rolled the exact same thing. So the claws are what crit. And the claws were 2d6. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to be 4d6. Oh boy. So the claw damage is 16 slashing. And the bite damage is. Seven. Yeah, he's looking a little bloodied. So that would be it for our puppy bear. And we will go back to Dreaming Fox, who for this turn, since we do have the two guys who are prone and he sees that you are trying to do something, 
He's actually just gonna hold his action until he can get in a, sh a good shot. Makrin. All right, so the two guys on horseback, they're now prone. One of them's looking really bad. One look real bad. There we go. So we're gonna go after the driver with wait, the warhammer. Don't, don't. But non-lethal. Can we call that, right? Yeah, you can call, yeah. so you can call non-lethal. You will just pull him out of the stun. Right. Oh, he's, no out, he's stunned right now. Yeah, I'd leave him. There you go. So Gideon maybe sees Mocker and like yeah. swinging the hammer back. Hold, hold, hold. Take care of the cart. What? Oh yeah, okay. Boom. Yeah, and yeah, so these two oxen who are kind of like shifting and freaking out. Mokrin reaches down, grabs the reins, and holds them steady. Okay, I will in this case require an animal handling check because you have never dealt with these oxen before. They Ooh. don't know you, you don't know them. A natural 16. Natural 16. Not bad. Okay, so yeah, with a natural 16, I will say that you can manage to get them under control. Good, that's where we need it because I hate them to run off right now. Get in, you're up. Do the horses, where do they seem to be going? Are they just going back home? The horses are just kind of running off in a panic. But they're not running toward the mesa. Doesn't seem like they're going anywhere specific. Good, that's fine. They're um, freaking out. You yeah. could always, you know, if you want Dreaming Fox to maybe go after them. I was thinking or that and possibly Thunderstep as well to maybe try and bring them under control. Let's corral the horses, take Thunderstep with you. He'll give a nod and... And I think to Thunderstep because we have Tell right. about the communication. You got, got a special bond. Right. But yeah, so yeah, on Dreaming Fox's turn, he will basically go and take care of that for you. Good deal. And I'm going to jump down, and can I attack the one that got next to the bear? The one that just got mauled by a bear? Sure. Yeah. So he's still alive, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I didn't hit him he's that. prone, so another scimitar attack. Mm -hmm. 17. 17 will hit. For seven points of damage. <laughs> Second attack, 24. Will hit for eight points of damage. He is still up, but barely. Yeah. Zonimus, you're up. Okay, <clears throat> he's still up, but barely. And the other guy is also unstunned. He's just still on the ground. It right. hasn't been his turn yet. He hasn't been hit yet either, has he? Right. He fell off the horse and took damage, so he is unstunned. I'm going to raise my hand up with a bow in it. Okay, you will have disadvantage because he is lying prone. I'm gonna shoot the bow, see what happens. Are you doing the uh, sworn enemy oath thingy bumper? No, so let me roll a disadvantage. Can I get lower than a four? No, I didn't. Okay, is that right. all for you? Yeah. <laughs> so now the two caravan guards who had fallen prone will use half their movement to stand up. There is one that is between a, a bear, bear and a paladin. A bear in a hard place. A bear in a hard right. place. He pulls out one like, long sword equivalent and then another like shorter like little knife and is going to make Three attacks. He can swing twice with the longsword, and he's gonna do one of the bear and the back swing against Gideon. Natural 20 on the bear, 19 on Gideon. Mm -hmm. So that is 2d6 for Poppy. And I rolled two ones! Because it's a bear. For four points of slashing damage on a crit. And then the other longsword against Gideon. And of course, I roll six on the die, so that eight points of slashing on Gideon. And then he's gonna go in with the short sword on the bear, since he didn't do as much damage as he would have liked on that first hit. But he whiffs with a seven. Yeah. So that's it for my first guy. My second guy, seeing that Zonimus has shot at him, you moved your full 30 feet back from him mm -hmm. to get range. So he is actually going to pull out his own revolver and will take aim and fire Shit. at you. Modified 20. 
2 d6 piercing. So you will take 12 points of piercing damage. And then. And then. I will react. Okay. By pointing at him and laughing as you hear the sound of coyotes in the distance. And then I get a deck save, which will only be a nine. So he will take the full brunt of your rebuke. Which will be 16 points. All right. So he is in fuego. Puppy bear, you're up. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Same guy. But he stood up. Mm-hmm. So I do so you don't get advantage. Right. 11 to hit. 11 to hit. Yeah, no, he like, as you try to like bite down on him, he kind of gets his arm up and you just bite metal. Claws is 18. 18 will hit. That's fine. Claws do more damage anyway. Nine slashing damage. Okay, he is looking real rough. Is that all for you, Poppy? Yo. Okay. So we have Dream Fox next, who, as Gideon had requested, you see him run in along and then like runs up beside Thunderstep and just like grabs hold of the saddle very quickly, swings himself in, very practiced, very, you know, been doing this for two, three hundred years, and goes riding with Thunderstep and you see him like catch the reins of one of the other runaway horses. So he's got one. He'll probably have the other by the end of next turn. So that is it for Dreaming Fox. So Makrin, we're back to you. All right, so I've grabbed the reins and hold it there and I have one foot kind of cocked up on on that angle board that's there in front. And I reach down to my boot and I pull out a dagger and I fling it at the one that is attacking the bear. Okay. Ooh, with a natural 18, so that's a modified like 23. We'll hit. And three plus three is six points of damage. Six points, nice. All righty, is that all for you, Macron? And that is it. Okay, Gideon, All right. your uh, opponent is up, but just barely. Yep, scimitar Eight. attack against him for 24 to hit. We'll hit. Nine points of damage. Yes, you slash him, what good, and he finally falls. Is the other one within 30 feet? Yes. Fantastic. I'm going to run over and make my second attack on him. All right. With a smite. Okay. If I hit, obviously I gotta hit first, so let's do that first. Yeah, 24, which I believe is 2d8, so. Yep, for a first level spell slot. Yes. 24 points of damage. 24, oof. All right, yeah, no, he is not looking hot. And that's it for my turn. Okay. Zonimus. Hey there. Hey. I want to shoot at the one next to Gideon, Prince Gideon. And that is 17. 17 will hit exactly. Fantastic. That is going to be 21. Yeah, you pull this bow back and fire. It strikes this guy right now. And you see him fall to his knees, clutching the wound and then falling forward in front of you, leaving Gideon standing there. Smile, big Gideon. I give you a big wink. Nod. So, the three caravan guards are dead. One remains stunned for at least the next few moments. I wanna go immediately go up and tie him up and let's get everything over off the beaten path here. 
Give me a sleight of hand check, Gideon. <laughs> use your fancy rope. Yes, yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've got magic rope. You your do have rope the rope of, of entanglement. Yeah, I'm going to use the rope of entanglement. See. Okay. Giddy up. Giddy up is Giddy the up. code word. Yeah, and since he's stunned, I believe he automatically fails any dex, dex check. Checks. So, yeah, so he's just bound and tied. You all pull this cart off the side of the road into the scrub. After a few moments, Dreaming Fox rides back up on Thunderstep. The two runaway horses firmly in his grasp. He'll jump off off the Thunderstep and calm the other two horses down in the, you know, that very elven manner before looking to you all and saying, well, seems as though you have successfully subdued a, a caravan. Can I look inside the... Yeah, the box see, what, see what's in there. Sure. What, they, what, they're, what they're bringing. You take a peek inside of the wagon and it really seems to be supplies. Dried food, a couple water barrels, cloth. Give me just a straight intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's four. You don't notice anything particularly off about any of these goods. You know, they just seem to be stuff. Okay. Then uh, as soon as he's tied up, I think it's time that we ask this guy some questions. So, with the Calban sun setting in the west, nighttime dusk time, you all look to this caravan guard who looks up at you all, very worried, and just asks, well, what y'all want to know? Red Dirt D&D, Tales from the Caliban Frontier, is Ash King as our Dungeon Master, Brooke Bullock as Macron Stoneshaper, Johnny Payne as Zonimus Dinar. Kiri Hester as Poppy Teeley, and I'm Michael Cross as Gideon Block. Our theme music was created by the cinemagician P.J. Castillo. Our incidental music comes from Jeffrey McBride. Our sound effects and additional music, courtesy of Monument Studios, Andrew Sitkov, and TabletopAudio.com. We here at Red Dirt D&D could really use your help in getting the word out about us. If you like what you've heard, make sure to rate us and leave a comment. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and reddirtdnd.com. Tell your friends about Red Dirt D&D and share us on social media. And we have new content on our YouTube and Twitch pages. Just search for Red Dirt D&D. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash reddirtdnd. We have several giving levels, including early listening to shows and access to our Discord server. Join us next time as we go deeper into the Caliban Frontier. You head out, Connor, and Zonimus, you go over and lay down on the side of the road like a dead man. Have a good cry. I see a coyote trot past me. I wink at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to mess with you. And I think really, I stare, I stare really hard and think, think to myself, all right, I'm here to fulfill the promise I made you. I'm like total de- devotion to this coyote running by me. He sticks his tongue out and just goes. As he would. Yeah, Zonimus just pops up and he's like, you know, it's a sneaky coyote. You brought me to this place. Like, what should I do? Connor's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lifts up a leg and pees on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Just cleaning himself. <laughs> Trying to help you blend in more. To, if anybody is gonna sniff you out, you've gotta. I've been blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I have been anointed. My God. <laughs> Y'all know this is all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But it's going back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't they have an advantage on perception? I don't know, dude. Let me. Someone pull up. I'll pull it up. I have an app. Thank I have you. a Wild Shape app because I played too many druids. <laughs> um, here's your plug for this app, which is called Druid Shape 5E. It's an incredible <laughs> app. I use it as well for my druids. I'll run out and I put a big one back in. Rocky talkies. <laughs> Rocky talkies. Oh. <laughs> um. What am I even supposed to do with you people? <laughs> Not kill us. Oh, but then that one wouldn't be fun. Okay. <laughs> I come back to a dead party. I'll talk about my own now. Heroes. <laughs> so, what'd we all get? 28. 28? Modified 24. Modified 24? 18. 18? With the password. And then Connor is, is a coyote. technically not part of. Nope. <laughs> I'm so to get in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're free. Oh, you are far more important than being in the bag. <laughs> Connor not appearing in this episode. <laughs> that was. So, not appearing in this episode. <laughs> we'll get. That's where we'll get our extra two episodes. It's just Connor sneaking around. <laughs> They're just waiting in to see how awesome you're going to be, Thomas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's, He's going to do something really cool. Really what, cool. are you, oh, dang. what are you waiting for, kid? I don't know. Something cool, I guess. <laughs> a brown bear this time, because I can turn into the big boy bear now. Yes, you can. Um, she doesn't have to worry. She doesn't have to care. Her coat is thick and furry. She's a grizzly grizzly bear. Insert bear roar here. <laughs> oh, yeah. But make it have a Russian accent. <laughs> like a cir Russian circus And bear. I think of my friend Pete somewhere in the green room. <laughs> somewhere in the astral green room. Just be like, yeah. Zonimus, have fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the last time we, we had guys stun some you. Yeah. We can talk about the kobolds now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the kobolds. Remember when we committed hey guys, genocide on the kobold clan in that temple? Without oh. asking any questions. Just. Right. <laughs> to maybe try and bring them under control. Brothers, listen. <laughs> the bear means you no harm. Do not um, fear the bear. He is still up, but barely. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Don't shoot the bear. I'm going to shoot the bear. No. <laughs> it's the cutest little blonde brown bear you've ever seen. With little braids. All right. You I know you guys are super cool bow that no, you want to use. You love using your, your new boyfriend's bow, oh, but... Balancing's he's, it's not your bow's bow. Guys, he's not my boyfriend. God. Let's <laughs> see what happens. God. All right. You shoot, it lands on the ground right next to the guy. I'm gonna walk over and help him up. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, sorry about that bear attack. One, Fantastic. he'll probably have the other by the end of next turn. I like to imagine Wildfire went and tried to do a herd and dog thing, but he's not a herd and dog, so he's not very good at it. <laughs> it's that whole, uh, there's a, a nice TikTok, and it was a, um, a border collie versus like a Belgian Malinois. <laughs> 
and the border collie was like trying to like herd the horse in a very like like it does sheep, but the Belgian was just like annoying the horse. It was great. The, the wolf runs up with a stop sign, and the horse just runs right over. <laughs> All right. I need a sign for when I wild shape to say, don't worry, Mokrin, this is Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I think by now he's gotten it. I got it. <laughs> he, he gets it. He knows. Do I see a blonde animal nearby? It's probably Poppy. <laughs> it's probably Poppy. <Bobby. laughs>